This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Opening up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Hello and welcome to the Sky Blues Extra podcast, which is kindly sponsored by Shortland Horn, Coventry's leading estate agents. My name's Tom Ward and I'm joined this evening by David. How are you doing, mate? Hey, Tom. Yeah, all good, mate. Um, very positive after yesterday and, and, well, recent fixtures, to be honest. So, uh, yeah. yeah, everything's all good uh, in the world of Sky Blue, I think. Yeah, decent week for the Sky Blues, picking up three points against relegation rival Sheffield Wednesday on Wednesday. Followed by a point away from home, sort of, at Birmingham on Saturday. It was also a week which saw the Sky Blues sign young Josh Reed from Ross County. We'll get on to discuss both matches in detail, as well as previewing the upcoming fixtures against Nottingham Forest and Watford. Um, so, to kick us off, Dave, overall, are you happy with the return this week? Obviously, four points for the Sky Blues. Yeah, definitely. Um, probably yesterday is the game that I'm more frustrated about, in a way. Um, it could be one that we look back on at the end of the season and perhaps think that we could have got a little bit more. But the most important thing is for these these free fixtures that we, we spoke about is that we don't lose. Yeah. Um, uh, and obviously the pressure was off a little bit from, from obviously Wednesday night when we beat Sheffield Wednesday. Yeah, exactly. We've got sort of one one win under the belt out of the three so far and a point. So, yeah, looking looking positive really at this at this point. Um, let's get into the the Sheffield Wednesday game first of all in, in more detail. Um, what were the match stats, Dave? Yeah, very even on the possession stats. We had fifty one percent, but fourteen shots to their six, twenty nine percent shot accuracy versus their seventeen percent, and uh, three hundred sixty nine attempted passes versus their three three six. So, yeah, the stats probably show that it was quite a tight game, um, but we edged it, and I think yeah. the scoreline showed that. You know, I know it's two nil, but it was a late late winner, wasn't it? From um, Sorry, you know, late, late goal yeah, from Allen. So yeah. it, it sealed the win. But yeah, very tight game. But I think we definitely uh, had had the joy of the spoils. 
Yeah, definitely. I think either side probably could have won it. It just took that sort of moment of quality, didn't it? Which we'll, we'll come on to, obviously, with O'Hare. Um, what were your thoughts when the team came out, Dave? There was obviously a few changes to this one, as expected. Obviously, Fads was out, so it gave Robbins a bit of a sort of shuffle around to do, didn't it? Yeah, and I think he was a little bit, you know, his, his hand had been forced the way that yeah. he set up at the back anyway. So, but I think I think the formation worked really well. It it didn't look like a traditional um, four three three um, when they perhaps first started. Um, trying to rack my brain now, but it it sort of the the strikers interlocked like a lot. They changed around. We've even Callum O'Hare at, at lots of times was more you know more forward than perhaps Biamu and and, and Jokeres. So, yeah, I think it was. Um, I think I think it was a, a great formation choice by Robbins, yeah. and and I think it was attacking enough. Um, you know, it wasn't that we were just going to sit and still play that one up front and sort of shoehorn someone in, which I know we talked about on the pod whether he perhaps might do that because he he could have still he could have still probably got away with doing something like that. Um, but no, I think I think it was uh, it was it was a decent formation. I also think that it gave um, some players the ability to. Ha- maybe just not have as much pressure perhaps on themselves um yeah. and it also helped us support those front men so I, yeah. I i was i was pleasantly surprised when i saw it and um no surprise when he's shaped up in that way in defensively but i think attacking wise it was um i think it it, it looked good and it, it he got it right yeah definitely um not a huge amount happened in the first half dave bit of a lack of quality in the game really between the two sides um but let's talk about ostergaard going up for that header uh, I think he's still gaining altitude now, isn't he? Yeah, I mean, he's just... its you <laughs> The know, Norwegian salmon, we should prime, call him from now on. Primed, ready for takeoff. Um, <laughs> and he's just, you know, it's uh, its incredible. You know, I can see that if if someone doesn't sign one this, in the summer, then NASA perhaps will be, uh, be uh, trying <laughs> to get around. his services because he is, yeah, I, it's just the standing jump is just... It, unbelievable you know, mm. people talk about Ronaldo and that's why he's you know his technique that he's honed over the years but Ostergaard everyone knows about him now and they still can't do anything about it which is it just it shows how obviously well-timed and incredible his his like, heading prowess is he just yes. needs to get a few more uh perhaps not just on target but a little bit of power be- behind them but I suppose sometimes that's the nature of the cross if it's dollied in yeah you can't always get that but he's certainly always first to the ball and and I think every Coventry fan listen to this would say would agree that when we have corners now or free kicks you feel like something could happen mm. and I've not always felt that in the past completely agree with you Dave I think we've we've definitely lacked a threat from corners for well for as long as I've supported the Sky Blues really for 20 years so yeah it's nice that when the ball comes in and, we, and it's good delivery from Hamer as well you know that there's someone who's going to just attack it no matter what you know he goes for it doesn't he so you know no doubt there'll be a few uh, goals or at least he'll create a bit of danger um, across the season um one unfortunate thing from the week was obviously Dabo got absolutely clattered just before half time. I don't know how you felt, Dave, but I almost got that sort of sense that it looked pretty bad, didn't it? As soon as he went down, it was a pretty, pretty bad sort of clattering that he got, wasn't it, really? Yeah, it was. And you don't know how those are going to end up, really. They could no. just be a dead leg and you can't run it off and you're back for the next game. Or it could be more serious, and and um, it looks like it possibly is that with a uh, with maybe a month perhaps uh, we're going to be without Dabo, which is a shame because obviously we we um, he had the skipper's armband 
um, yeah, which was course, great yeah. to see. Um, he deserves something like that from his, you know, from his performances, especially in League One and and also so far this season. But it's been a frustrating season for Dabo. I think he struggled to get going, um, especially after his his original back problem. He struggled to sort of get back, and then we sort of saw the Dabo that we know and love. And it, uh, we spoke about it last week that you, I feel like you don't always know what type of um, fantasy you're going to get. Uh, lately whereas he was so reliable in league one you never had those questions and i think that probably is just him trying to get back to complete full fitness mm-hmm. um and i don't know if he's been there all season and this yeah, is just I think another it's a, in the setbacks yeah. i think it's a shame because i think he was getting back to to the dabo that we know like big time and like you say to be to have the captain's armband as well as sort of special i guess career milestone for himself as well um in the championship i think it's a it's a shame of the timing of it but Having said that, you know, if, if it is a month, I'm, I'm sure he'll he'll be straight back into the team and he'll he'll get his fitness back up really quickly. So, you know, hopefully he'll he'll come back, you know, stronger from that injury. Um, let's talk about our goal, Dave. Um, it was outrageous, really, from O'Hare, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, we've spoke about O'Hare all season, haven't we? That his end product needs to be a little bit better at times, but. He had no right, really, to to get past those. It was like two or three players around him. He's turned on it and spotted the run. And this time, the you know the ball was weighted perfectly for Jokeres, who who also was really brave in the finish. I think. Yeah, it was a, it was a really really good finish from Jokeres. Um, the interesting thing about that bit of play as well that their two players were both on yellow cards. So quite an interesting situation there, wasn't it? Because how many times this season have we seen O'Hare just get pulled down in that position? And, you, you know, clearly it played on those players' minds. And something interesting, really, isn't it, that if there are a few players on yellow cards, it does give us that slight advantage that O'Hare can get past players and create something. Yeah, well, we've seen it, you know, a couple of times already this season now um, with O'Hare. He's been brought down so many times and teams have actually had to take their players off. Now, frustratingly enough, you've got more subs, of course, this season. So that, it makes course, it, yeah. it lessens the blow, but... Yeah, if you can get some of those big players for from opposing teams off off the pitch, you know, with 45, 50, 60 minutes because they're on the on the cusp of a of a red card, then it's going to certainly play into our hands and and disrupt, you know, disrupt the the the, the other teams. So I, I think we, you know, O'Hare is like that. He he's he's got really great tight control, um, encourages the tackle, and and just nips it away at the last minute. And I think yeah, it's something we got to play on and. Mm. It seems to be happening every game, and I think that's probably why we're screaming at our TVs for more bookings because it does seem to be that we get you know, <clears throat> disrupted on the middle of the park quite often, and they might just look like you know unnecessary fouls, but you know they're disrupting play, and when you're in your flow, it's frustrating. So I think they need to be punished. Yeah, definitely. Um, and one you know criticism of Callum O'Hare, even though he's had a really good season, has been his assists, his lack of assists. Um, I think what a way to sort of, you know, make his mark really, obviously with two in the game. But for me, I mean, I can't think of a better assist than that first goal, Dave, this season. Yeah, I mean, it's just, it's the completely positive, isn't it? The whole, the, the whole way that he, he is just so positive. It's just perfect, wasn't it really? Yeah. And, and, yeah. and 
it was the weight the weight of the pass yeah, for me. That's the it's thing. a really difficult pitch. Um last season it was something I spoke about on the podcast that he just gets it. Mm. Um and I think back to perhaps um the goal against Tramir for Matty Godden when he laid it off like it was completely it sounds really silly because it's just a five ten yard pass, but it's it's not at at full tilt of a game when it's, you know, at the pace it is to get them balls spot on and you're almost scoring the goal yourself really um, and, and it was no different this week yeah exactly um, they came out as a little bit second half but I didn't really feel properly threatened at any point how did you feel Dave? very similar isn't it it's a bit of the story of our season really that there's not really been that many games where you think we're going to get battered here we've been quite <laughs> defensively solid it's just been as we've spoke about those those one-off errors or those individual errors that have caused to to goals. Yeah. But yeah, I didn't feel threatened um, no. in this fixture or, or the fixture that we'll go on to talk about. Yeah, I mean, but, you know, Bannon was putting some decent balls in the box, wasn't he? And he, I think he had a free kick that sort of scraped off the bar. But apart from that, it, it felt relatively comfortable. We sort of, you know, saw it out fairly well, I thought. Um, Robbins did make some changes in the game. He brought Shipley on and then later on he brought Allen and, and Backer on. Good changes in your mind, Dave? I think it, nowadays where you've got that maximum number of subs that you can make that we said about, it, it's the games seem to be getting second wins. And I think you need to be joining teams with that. Every team we've played against brought two, three, four, five subs on. At, 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 and we've, we don't seem to be doing that. So it was nice to see Shipley get a run out. Alan obviously, you know, marking the occasion with a goal. And Backer just looked completely rejuvenated and, and really mm. up for it. And he'd obviously been told that that high press put the pressure on um and you know we know he'll deliver for for mark robbins whenever he's called into action but yeah i thought it was a really spirited performance by backer just it, it isn't enough just to run around but at the end of the day that's all you sometimes can do in situations like that and i think he showed that he's he's there to be a squad player he's not throwing his dummy out by not starting when he does get his chance he's he's taking it and and being positive rather than sort of you know moping about i guess yeah I suppose they're and, paid to do that but yeah of course and uh, um alan sealed it at the end didn't he um brilliant work by o'hare again and a lovely finish by then he still has quite a lot of work to do didn't he to get across to it yeah no and and that's what we said it's again it's that weighted pass it was it was perfect really O'Hare t- held on to the ball and held on to the ball until the players closed him down which that meant it took them completely out of the game and and Alan was completely free he only really had to knock it past and a bit of work still to do because he'd only just come onto the pitch really but um yes yeah, sealed it, and a, it. And, a, and a massive massive result and and great three points yeah. And to win 2-0 and to nutmeg Kieran Westwood twice isn't a bad evening, is it, Dave? No, exactly. You'll take that, won't you, in, uh, in what was always going to be a very tough championship season. Um, we've got to enjoy these nights like this. Yeah. And, you know, we talked about it before as being a massive game. We used various words to describe it. It was a massive result in the end, wasn't it? Definitely. Like, it, it, we'll look back at that and go... It could have been the it could have been the tipping point of the season. We said how important these fixtures were. They were the return fixtures, of course, of that easier month we had. Um, I think back can't remember back now. Um, maybe back end of November or something. I'm trying to remember, but yeah, it was the reverse fixture of them, and we really had to you know lay a lay a flag down in these games. And so far, we've certainly done that. Yeah, talking about man of the match, Dave. Who was just who's the star man for you? Yeah, I mean, it's not in doubt, is it? O'Hare pretty much 
score, you know, could nearly enough scored both of the goals, if I'm honest, with the, the hard work and the good work that he'd done. But take nothing away from Jokerez. I think he's looked really good since he's come in. He looks strong. Um, you know, we talk about Godden, who's got a great eye for goal. We talk about Max, who's now physical. Um, talk about Tyler Walker, that's got pace. Um, but none of them all have those attributes combined. And I think we're seeing in Jokerez that he does have that. Um, if he can just stick a few more, you know, be a bit more dangerous in goal, a bit more confident, perhaps. Um, you know, we saw that one where he allowed it to run across his body. He probably should have had the first time shot and he didn't. So I think that we're starting to see that more games that Jokerez gets, the, the, the better he's going to be. And it's nice to see someone up there with a bit of physical presence, but also pace. Yeah, absolutely. I'll just read out a few of our, our follower comments. Thanks to our followers for getting involved on Twitter. We obviously ask you every match who your man of the match is. Um, Magsy says, O'Hare by a country mile. Dom says, O'Hare, class act at everything bar finishing. Lee Marlowe says, O'Hare all day long. He also puts hashtag, don't you know, pump it up. Good hashtag there, Lee. Um, Jordan Fensom says, O'Hare easily, best game in a while. Grant Hine just simply puts O'Hare. Daniel McClinchley says O'Hare by a long way, wears the shirt with pride and does not stop for 90 minutes. So pretty unanimous amongst our followers that Cal O'Hare was the star man on the night and it'd be, be hard to disagree with that. You're listening to Sky Blues Extra. We're now going to move on and review the Birmingham game on Saturday in the Landlords versus Tenants derby or the Boyle Sports derby as Boyle Sports have been sort of banging on about all week. Got various kind of titles now. Um, it was a 1-1 draw in the end and we'll go through all of the key moments. First of all, Dave, what were the match stats? Yeah, um, really even, like ridiculously even. Uh, 53% possession we had, 13 shots versus their 13, 23% shot accuracy versus their 23. Um, wow. Although we won more duels, 84 versus 66, which was um, a, a key positive. But other than that, pretty much, yeah, uh, odds even. Yeah, yeah, that's what kind of what it felt like watching it. Um, and then obviously when the teams came out, it was sort of the same as in the week really, wasn't it? Apart from obviously Pask had to fill in for Dabo. Um, it's probably just about what we expected, wasn't it really, Dave? And what we discussed before. Yeah, I think so. And, and also that a positive that he didn't try to change it, if that makes sense. I know you can, there's the unwritten rule of not changing a winning side, but you know, this is Mark Robbins and, and we don't always, it was quite bold of him for, for him to go four three three originally. So really pleasant to see that. And um, also, like you said there, Pask, I think he's slotted into to that and it looks like he's coming of age um, as a footballer, to be honest. Yeah, definitely. He's, he's got his chance, hasn't he? And uh, yeah, he's doing, he's doing well so far. Um, we started brightly in the game. I thought we seemed to sort of carve them open a little bit early on, Dave. Yeah, it just looked like every time we had the ball, we, there was one or two men that were, were free, um, you Ross- know, waiting, waiting to receive it. Um, and I felt that they looked stretched when we had the ball, whereas I don't think we did. I felt we had enough men around, you know, men around it or behind the ball to to nullify anything. But I think going forward. I think we look, they look really stretched. Um, and I think that was, you know, encouraging in the early exchanges. It, it looked like we could grab grab something, really. Yeah, it looked like that until, obviously, a move by Birmingham down the right-hand side. They kind of got in behind us. Um, and, and McCallum couldn't sort of tackle his man outside the box. He had sort of one bite at the cherry, didn't he? And then, unfortunately, his sort of second bite at it, he, uh, he made a bit of a mess of it, didn't he, really, to be honest? Yeah, made a bit of a mess of all of it. 
Um, big fan of McCallum. Um, and look, I'm not going to say big fan of McCallum before I go on to criticise someone. That's not that's not what it is. But we, you know, I've said in the whole Giles McCallum debate, I'd I'd prefer McCallum. He's a much more natural left back for me, um, defensively, um, and also really positive going forward. And 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 the goals that he scored for the Sky Blues, both when we we had him as our own player and on his his loan seasons, been been superb. But he get this. He, sorry, got this one completely completely mm. wrong. Um, if you read any idiot's guide to defending, you show them onto their worst foot. You can tell. Yeah, you could tell. You know, you could tell that he was right-footed. I know it was very early on in the game, but he showed him the line, and I found that that odd. Um, stand him up as much as you can. Once he'd beaten him, it was yeah, it was a reaction, and I think McCann does make those sort of last-ditch um, mm-hmm. sort of gets his leg uh, hooked sure. around and hooks it out. So that was sort of textbook McCallum but honestly normally, he got it wrong normally that wouldn't be McCallum would it because in a normal if we had the three at the back that probably would have been one of the three that would be there you know so you know obviously McCallum needs to be able to defend obviously but you know he's he is usually playing more as a winger isn't he yeah, I, I guess, but you know, he's he's a defensive player by the way he lines up, and and the most important thing in in defensive football from wide right players is stop the cross, um, mm, or you know, stop stop the cross or stop getting beat, and and we didn't do that, and it was always playing catch up, and then it's uh, yeah, it's twelve yards, isn't it, and 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 the rest is history. Exactly. Um, does it infuriate you sort of how many pens we're giving away because? You know, I was just thinking about what it what it's a sign of, really. Is it a lack of quality and pace? Is it sort of naivety? Because we're seeing it a lot more this season, aren't we, at a higher level? Yeah, it's just that once a player gets past you, they're gone in this league. Whereas in League One, perhaps that wasn't. Yeah, and you'd get a second chance. And, and therefore, we used to, I think we did used to get out of jail quite a bit. In, in League One, it just doesn't really always feel like that. Whereas at, at this level, that little extra bit of pace, um, I think it catches you out and, and perhaps, in, and that's something that the players are adjusting to. And that's probably why we've given away more penalties. It's those individual errors. We've, they've all come from things like getting the wrong side of the man, if that makes sense. And, and it, I think that's why we've given so many, but... Does it frustrate me? It's football, isn't it? It's not. It's one of them. But I guess it's been, just, you know, games like this where, and we'll probably get on to talk about, you know, how we feel about a point. But in games like this where we could have got all three points, that that is a key moment, isn't it? And yeah. you know, apart from that, they didn't threaten hugely, and you know, that was their main sort of chance, obviously. So that's the frustrating thing, isn't it? It does sort of swing the games a little bit between yeah, of three. Course. Gives three. you a massive uphill. You know, I mean, look, Forest to climb, yeah. Forest away when we gave away a penalty. You know, there's a lot. There's a lot of games you can look at this season where penalties have actually. Well, there's the loads game. of games. Define the game. Yeah. Um, so, so that's where it becomes a little bit infuriating, I guess. Yeah, I think back to Wickham. I can't remember the got this, the score line when they scored, but it could have been very yeah. different. I think it was one-one, wasn't it? No, we. It was a consolation, but still, yeah, it could have, like you say, it could have swung the game a bit. Okay. <laughs> I tell you, I Kelly's got two. Well, of course, yeah. So, um, but it, it is infuriating in a way that, yeah, you give yourself a bit of a mountain to climb. Um, and 
I don't think there's many of them that we can really feel that hard done by, really, um, either. They do seem to have, a lot of them, been pretty fresh away, maybe. But yeah, I agree with you. Um, um, they obviously bury the penalty, as as you know, you expect the striker to. Um, we found ourselves one 0 down fairly early on, but I thought we responded positively, Dave. We didn't. Our heads didn't drop too much, did they? Yeah, one positive about Mark Robbins' Sky Blues since I've watched, you know, watched them is that they don't they don't give up the fight when something happens and they still keep playing their football. All the good teams and I'm not comparing the Sky Blues to Barcelona, but all the good teams across the world they play their football. Everyone used to shout at the screen when Arsenal would still be playing it round at the back in the 89th minute and they're 1-0 down. But it's just because that's the way they play their football and they're confident that they can score within 10 seconds playing that way. Um, and I feel Mark Robbins feels exactly the same about, about Coventry. Um, he never really changes, not his style, but he, he never reacts he, he's confidence his confidence in the way that we can create chances and play our football is is i think testament to the team and i think that showed here yeah we responded really well yeah and let's talk about our goal um started with a, a really nice ball over from james and then a pass into space from biamo you could call it um which seemed like a bit of a lost cause but unbelievable work rate from o'hare to make something out of it um and then sort of outrageous skill from sheaf really and then for me, as soon as it came to Hamer, you knew exactly where that ball was going, didn't you? Yeah, you did. Uh, O'Hare seemed to be third or fourth, you know, most likely to to get to that ball. Um, but he was just the most switched on. It's just, a, again, a testament to him how he just doesn't give up. Yeah. You know, he just doesn't I give mean, up the, a dead loss. He got across to it. I mean, he, he, you know, he just flashed across, didn't he? And suddenly we're, we're in. Yeah, well, I think I think Birmingham were a bit more like, they, they've just it was going out wasn't it and they they were quite I think they were quite puzzled by Max's ball because it puzzled yeah. me it was just a bit there was no one making that run I think Sheaf was the one that was going to be the one too and he yeah, I looked away I thought it was I thought it was going out I almost you know we were all on the on the zoom and stuff and I just looked to you guys and said ah oh, that was useless by Biama and then suddenly Sheaf's got it in the box and he's squaring it to Hamer and we scored yeah yeah I mean you just it's a goal from nothing, um, yeah. but that's that's what O'Hare will give you. That sort of thinking outside yeah, the box and, and never giving up a, a, a lost cause. And yeah, like you say, once um, it once it fell to Hamer, that was it. Um, but good footwork from Ben Sheaf to yeah, react and, and be aware. But we've seen that a lot. That's not what I think that people have been frustrated with, with Sheaf. Because um, we know he's got good feet. And we know he's an intelligent player. I think it, sometimes he just panics and makes the wrong decision. Yeah. But the and, difference was, Dave, was that, you know, he got in positions like that against Preston away, you know, where we were all sh- screaming at the TV saying, shoot. The difference was, is Hamer was right next to him. Yeah. And is that because James is there and Hamer feels like he should be in the box? Because if that's the case, we will score a lot more goals this season. Yeah. We definitely will. Yeah. Having Hamer in that position, you know, we know he can score if he gets the ball at his feet. Yeah, well, if there was a word to define our season so far for for the lack of goals, it's been support. Players just haven't had enough support. Um, Two men in the box from where O'Hare was was perfect. And that new formation's given us that as well. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, you'd you'd bet your house on Hamer scoring from there, wouldn't you? Every time. Yeah, no, 100%. Um, He made it look easy, really, didn't he? Yeah, and he's just so confident in his own ability. He took on a, a volley, you know, he takes on volleys outside the box. He's not scared to shoot um, and he's got great technique. 
uh, and yeah, 100%. Yeah. It was a fairly non-eventful second half, Dave, but um, we did have a, a couple of chances to win it. There was a long ball upfield. Um, Gokeres actually held it up really well, didn't he? Um, flicked it onto Max, but I thought Max was even better there, really. Yeah, looking back at the highlights, actually, just you, you know, today, I think, I think both teams had chances to win it. Actually, when you look back, um, Ben Wilson made like a sort of near enough double save to um, to, to deny Birmingham. But yeah, that that chance that you're talking about, I, I think Matt should have done better. Really, um, he's done all of the hard work. Um, uh, maybe it's just tired legs, but he'd done all of the hard work and, and tried to bend it round uh, the keeper's left hand side, um, and it, it went pretty pretty wide but great link up play um and link up play that we haven't seen uh that much of when you know when we've been playing this one up front you know most of the time the, the lone striker's been flicking it onto themselves the times that we've seen good link up play like that was again max and and tyler walker at watford um and again with with Jokeres and and max this weekend and i think it's just that that support that they need up up top and it and it's and it's working Definitely. Um, I think I know the answer to this question as I was watching the game with you, but um, did it frustrate you that Robbins didn't make more changes? Yeah, I was seething, <laughs> like absolutely like it, to the point that I thought I could even turn it off just because it was annoying me so much. And look, it's it's very difficult. Um, who am I? You know, I'm just a mere mortal. Mark Robbins is a, a multiple league winning um you know, English football league manager. So, but I just felt that everyone on the pitch looked a bit tired. Yeah, um, tired and yeah. knowing the energy that Backer and Jamie Allen brought to us on Wednesday evening, I just felt it was a, a recipe for exactly the same. Um, and when balls went over the top after sort of 70th, 75th minute, you could see Jokerez and Max, they were turning like laboured. They could tell that they didn't really want to chase, and the same for the the, the Brum defence. And I just think that if you had someone on there of a bit of pace, you could have forced them into mistakes. I'm not saying it was by making those changes it was going for the win, but I certainly don't think with those changes it would have uh, jeopardised a draw. I just think it would have put a little bit more pace and pressure on on their defence. And I think that's that's the only frustration of. Of, of Robbins at times is that his reluctance to make these types of decisions. I think there's games that we'll look back on and I think this one will be, be one that we think actually we were probably better than them. Even though the stats show it was even Stevens, I think we probably, it felt like a game that we probably could have got three points from. And I just don't know if we gave it every chance. It's True, all that statement of intent. But, but we have put with the key that we said at the start is that we didn't lose the game, right? So, you know, I know it's frustrating, but I, I do feel like sometimes you've just got to dig in and get a point. You know, like look at Forest away, for example. Like if we'd got a point there, it, you, in the same way you say, we'll look back, you can look back on games where we've thrown it away and say, if we just sort of dug in and got a point, that would have been great. You know, because yeah. we don't... We, but the, the, is, the whole word of that is digging in, isn't it? And I don't, don't think at any point we looked like we had to dig in to, to grind out a draw. I think we looked the more probable to score and... I don't think substitutions like that would have jeopardised the the draw, um, but would only would have given you a glimmer of a chance of, of perhaps three points. Yeah, but true. I know I know your feelings on it, and and I know mine, and it's one of those that we probably are going to struggle to agree on. But I just I just think that I don't think it would have jeopardised the point, um, 
and you know we don't have hindsight to to see what happens so it's a shift to expectation a little bit isn't it though because you know last season we did need to get three points every week and this season actually now to stay up we do only need a point every week i'm not saying we should set up to draw every week but you know if we do draw a game it's actually a good it's actually a good result it's, it keeps us on track to stay up is what i'm saying agreed um, and it's with a team that around us but if we could have put another two points but between us and a team that's around us i just think that this championship is such a weird and wonderful league that it could be that birmingham go and beat norwich and watford in this ridiculous you know ridiculous league that we're in and then that's something you're not betting against and actually, then you'll look back and go, well, could we have done more to win it? And that's what worries me is that the teams below us have actually got quality. You know, they look at the, the millions in, in Derby. You look at the, the team, you know, Millwall, who finished eighth last season. It, they are different teams this season, but I think they've got the quality to perhaps, the, perhaps pick up a, a weird and wonderful result. And that's when we'll be thinking a bit squeaky bum time. So great draw, like not taking anything away from that. I just think that the game itself needed fresh legs. And I, I, I know that you don't want to um, upset the apple cart sometimes. Um, but for me, Shipley for Sheaf was, was, was bamboozling if I'm honest. Mm. Um, yeah, I thought strange. that was a very strange substitution. So I couldn't see that there was any more. I don't think any more damage could be caused by a like-for-like like striker coming on, who who on Wednesday night showed looked like he'd been given a pep talk from, you know, world leaders. He was just so in in invigorated that I just think that would have really helped this week. Yeah, but I'll leave sure. it there. I know yeah. that we could talk about hey, it forever. We could debate it all night, Dave, couldn't we? Really, but. You know, let's let's say that we're happy with a point. It could have been three, but it's a point, and we we move on to an extent. Um, final thing on the game um, is the man of the match. Who was your star man, Dave? It's really difficult, I suppose, because I think everyone contributed. Um, everyone contributed to to the win. Um, to the draw. Sorry, to the draw. See, I'm talking about three a win days. now. Three points, Dave. But um, I think I think Matty James played really well. Um, yeah. I think he had a really good game and it, he did a lot of the, the, the sort of dirty work and that's the player that doesn't often get picked as a man match but I, 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 I was really impressed with him and I think that since we've we've had Matty James he's shored up the midfield I think he's given Sheaf a lot of confidence by being alongside him because Sheaf's got good footwork so's Hamer and I think they work really well Matty James has as you know he's got a great touch and as much as we're missing Kelly I think you could probably argue that Kelly's probably not quite as sharp as as Matty James um, mm. if I'm honest and I think that he's he's helped Sheaf no end uh, yeah. and I think he really I, what I noticed yesterday was he really played that that Kelly role didn't he, he sat in deep like he, it's almost like Robbins has told him, like this is where you need, this is where I need you sitting. Yeah. You know? But when but he has to make that pass, it's also it's perfect most of the time. Yeah. So he doesn't give the ball away a lot. He also mops up. So it, it's a player that we, like we say, without Kelly, we've really, really missed, and he's he's filled that void. So, um, we'll talk about our listener comments for man of the match here. I've been a bit stitched up because. Uh, a few have gone for Jokeres and I still don't 100% know if I'm pronouncing it correctly. But um, Craig Roberts said, Jokeres for me was everywhere. Good touches and linked up well with Biamu and the midfield. Harry Chatterway says, Matty James, absolutely class all game. 
Craig Booth says, your care is. Uh, Richard Overson, friend of the podcast, says, thought Ostergaard defended really well. Matty James carried on from Wednesday and Victor in the last 20 minutes was really good. Uh, Harry Kov says, Victor, of course. Uh, Ethan Hambleton says, Gus Hamer. Matt Partridge says, James. One final one, Richard Stiles said, Matt James, he was everywhere today. So like I say, Dave, a few to pick from really, but I'd say the general consensus was was James and Gokeres really from our from our listeners. Yeah, no, brilliant point. Um, and, you know, fantastic performances by majority of the lads all, all round, if I'm honest. You're listening to Sky Blues Extra. Now I'm going to move on and preview the Nottingham Forest game on Tuesday. Um, the Sky Blues travelled to Forest in November and despite a very good second half performance, slipped to a 2-1 defeat courtesy of a Luke Taylor penalty, uh, Lyle Taylor penalty, should I say, deep into injury time. Um we say this every week on the pod, Dave, but it's another massive game, isn't it? Yeah, there's some games where we that they probably won't be as massive coming up against the the big boys. But yeah, of course, any time you're playing teams around in and around where you are um, and relegation rivals, as as much as we've put gaps between ourselves and teams, we're still relegation rivals with these teams. And yeah, it's huge. It's absolutely massive. And you know, a, a chance to right the wrong, I think of a game that we, like you mentioned earlier, we've probably felt frustrated with. Um, it's a chance to, to right the wrong. Yeah. And and how do you think Robbins will set up? Will we will we go with the same side or is it time to shuffle it around a bit? I think he'll go with completely the same team. I don't, yeah. I, I can't see where a change would come. Uh, so, yeah. Fans is possibly out for a couple of weeks, isn't he? So. Yeah, Fads looks like he's potentially picked up something, so he's going to be ab- uh, absentee. Dabo's not going to be back in the fold for a while. Um, so yeah, it, it and it's it's worked. Um, it you know I think I'm I'm really I think it's a really positive you know lineup, and I think um, yeah. just stick with it. I suppose the only the only thing is is tired legs, but you know we're just going to have to get on with it. It's that part of the season where the games are come thick and fast, and players just have to bust their gut, don't they? You know. We can that rest is the in, championship. Rest we're safe, you know, hopefully. Yeah, that is so, the championship, you know. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, you're right. It, it's, But that that is, you know, without banging on about substitutions, that that is the reason we probably need to start making some substitutions because these, these legs are going to start to look tied on uh, after sort of 70 minutes. Yeah, exactly. And thoughts on Forrest, Dave, because... You know, they do have a lot of quality in their team, but they are struggling at the moment. And you'd probably say they're another team that they're for the taking. Yeah, I mean, for whatever reason, they are just not, you know, they're not performing to, to what their squad on paper looks like, are they? And whatever reason that may be, we're, we're not too sure without having watched a lot of their fixtures. But I think, you know, that's one thing we've got to be a bit careful about. There is obviously some some class there. Um, and we've talked about it. It only takes one, you know, one little superb moment of brilliance to to win a game at, at times in this league. So we've got to be a bit careful. But but yeah, again, they're not they're not actually playing that well. They're they're a team there for the taking. And um, you know, we 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 played really well when we played against them in in the you know opening fixture of the season. So I think I think. We've just got to take it to them and and hopefully pick up a result. But um, yeah. I know you've got got friends that have, have yeah. support Knotts Forest, and um, you know they're they're quite scathing in their review of them at the moment, aren't they? Yeah, I mean I've you know 
I've got my mate Chris, who obviously came on the podcast earlier yeah. in the season. I was chatting to him last night just to sort of get his thoughts on on Forest. Obviously, they drew 0-0 with Barnsley on Saturday. Um, they only had one shot on target at home to Barnsley, which, you know, is, is kind of poor really, isn't it, when you're trying to get out of a, a relegation scrap. I think the thing that he was saying is that they don't really have a game plan. Something he actually mentioned in the in the pod we had with him before. Um, you know, they just lump it long. They lose the ball. Um, just not very very good to watch. And, and looking through some of their comments on Twitter as well from their fans, you know, they're... Yeah really unhappy with the, the just more the sort of um, the game plan and the style of football that Houghton's brought in there um, so yeah Chris thinks we'll, we'll walk all over them with if we play positive football so I think we've got to stick to our game plan you know we can't think too much about how they're gonna how they're gonna play um, and I think I think we can get a, a positive result um, one one interesting thing is they're, they're supposedly about to sign Glenn Murray which whether that will help or, or hinder them, I'm not I'm not quite sure because it seems like they're they're lacking sort of energy and they're a bit slow. So I don't know whether he's gonna gonna help them in that respect. But if it's someone, I suppose who can finish it off, you know, finish off chances, then yeah, we'll I see. mean, he's a, he's an experienced striker, isn't he? Um, and sometimes that's what can catch our players out. Actually, is that they just got that bit of experience about them. their movement, regardless of pace. You know, Glenn. Glenn is his movements fantastic and if if that's if that happens then that you know would cause us a lot of issues but yeah they they've you know they've let in a lot they let in a lot of goals obviously five goals against Swansea um and we're on the we're on the up I would say from a scoring point of view I yeah. think we've probably struggled to to get the ball in the net and not really sure where it's going to come from but recently that's picked up and 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 I think yeah I think as Chris has said there, if we go there with a with a game plan, um, it, like we say, turn them over. Yeah, absolutely. And a home game as well. So, you know, we've got a good record at St Andrews, haven't we? Of course. Um, score prediction, Dave? I think it's going to be a really tight game. Um, all of these fixtures are... <laughs> yeah, but all of these fixtures are because you're playing teams that can't afford to lose against yeah, a team ourselves that can't afford to lose. So, Mark Robbins is, you know, he's he set us up to be be hard to beat, um, but I think I think one nil, yeah. Uh, and I'm going to go with Jokeres to yeah. to score. So when you say we can't afford to lose, what you mean is it'll get to the 70th minute, we'll dig in for a point, and you'll be fuming on the pod again. <laughs> Repeat. Possibly, possibly. <laughs> yeah, we'll see Mark- how it plays out. I agree with you. I think it'll be a tight game. I don't think it'll be as, I you know, Forest fans are saying we'll walk all over them. But, you know, in reality, we know as Coventry fans, we don't tend to walk all over teams. We don't tend to, to put three or four goals past the team. So I think it'll be tight as well. But I would like to think we can we can win the game. And yeah, I'd, I'd go with a 1-0 as well. I'd go with a 1-0, uh, possibly a, a hame a bit of magic again. You're listening to Sky Blues Extra. We'll also do a quick preview of the Watford game. Uh, the Sky Blues slips with a 3-2 defeat at Vicarage Road in November, despite a valiant performance. Uh, I seem to remember a, a Hamer header in that goal, Dave. One of the goals of the season, wasn't it? Yeah, to take that on was uh, pretty... Well, it, it was Brazilian, wasn't it? It was the definition of Brazilian, but uh, fantastic. And um, More I that think- day, shouldn't we? If yeah, we're honest. I, I think unfortunately the biggest problem with that is that it all happened so quick um, and and we had that 15 minutes where we were just absolutely fantastic and I f- that's when you'd like to have seen Robbins do something about perhaps 
defensively and, and shoring it up. And yeah, that's when you dig in. That's when you grind, uh, yeah. if I'm honest. And it's a shame. I think I think we deserved a lot. I think we deserved a win against Watford. But again, it's that you know it's that that class, isn't it, that they've got. You know, to be able to bring Troy Deeney on that game off the bench is just we can't even get anywhere near that and match it. So yeah, exactly. Um, and you know they're in they're in pretty decent form. They've won three, drawn one, and lost one in their last five. Although you know, looking at us, we've won won two, drawn one, and lost two. So you know, we're not in terrible form ourselves. Um, they're obviously a team with Premier League quality, like you say, so it's going to be difficult. But we are at St Andrews again, where we have a decent record, Dave. So I think it's a game we should obviously go out and, and try and get a positive result. Yeah, no, exactly. And um, they'll they also, before us, play QPR, who are obviously struggling as well. So Gosh, they're probably... them to beat, really. Yeah, mm-hmm. and they're probably going to be buoyed by that that result. I mean, yeah, out of crystal ball. Yeah. You'd yeah. expect them to win that, so they're probably going to come, you know, to us on on the back of um, of, of 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 a win. But look, we've just got to we've got to take it to these teams, set ourselves up not to get beat. Be difficult to be beat at St Andrews like we did so much in the the title winning season, and just you know we're not going to go and beat Watford three 0 We know that that's not going to happen. So be hard to beat take your chances when they come and and who knows you, you you know we could get completely steamrolled or we could turn it into a game where it's really really tight and the pressure like we said about in a previous pod is on them to get points on them to be you know pushing ahead for that playoff or automatic promotions and they've they've got to get three points against you know their fans will be screaming if they don't get three points against Coventry City who who are, you know, rooted to the bottom of the, of the league. So they're not going to, you know, I don't mean relegation, but, you know, they, they, they'll be surprised if they, they'll be screaming because they've got to beat teams like that. Um, the games that are tough for them are teams like Norwich. So they've got to be hoping to win. So I think that puts a lot of pressure on them. And I think, yeah, hard to predict, um, you know, the way that we'll perhaps line up, but you'd imagine possibly, possibly similar. Um, but w- would you go, maybe 4-4-2. Four, four, yeah, it's, gonna be, it's always hard to predict a sort of lineup, isn't it, without the hindsight of, of Tuesday night. But I think if we get a positive result on Tuesday, he'd probably be encouraged to, to stick with it, I would have thought, Dave. Yeah, exactly. And again, why change a winning formula? Um, and just for the fact, because, you know, Watford, Premier, Premier League team, in, in all terms and purpose, are in town. Just set up the way, play your football at least you get beat, go, you know, going down the way that you want to play. Uh, whereas if you adjust it and get beat, it, he'll just get as much. You know, the fans will be on on Robbins's back just as much as they would be if he, he you know, plays the same style that he, he has for the last couple of games, which has worked. So, yeah. and score prediction? I mean, it's going to be a very tough fixture. Um, I'd be very surprised if we if we beat Watford and or a draw. Um, I think Watford will probably beat us one or two nil. Um, but yeah, I don't know. The idiot in me or or the the Sky Blues uh, would settle for a for a nil nil draw. Yeah, I think yeah, I think I'm I'm similar to you. I think Head says they'll probably beat us like reasonably comfortably, um, but Hart says we can get a one one draw, and that'd be yeah. a great result, wouldn't it? Yeah, exactly. And, you know, the more points that we can get and, and wins we can get, we're going to hopefully have, you know, 
Walker um, and perhaps even Godden back into the fold, you know, hopefully within the next, you know, months or so. So that will really bolster us for that final push at the end of the season. And it's just about... We've got to get through Feb. It's a tough month, but there's games where we can just scrape points or we get a bit of luck or whatever. Um, or team, you know, that they don't turn up. Like you say, they they feel a bit under pressure or whatever. Um, if we can just get through Feb and then March, you'd like to think we'll look a bit better. We might have players like Dabo back. Um, Rose is obviously back in the fold now. Godden, Walker, you know, I'm not sure about Kelly. How Obviously, we've got James anyway for the rest of the season. So, you know, March, it might look a bit a bit more rosy in terms of the the injury situation and, and hopefully we can push on, you know, get a few wins in March and, and April and then, you know, be, be more than safe um, heading into the last like five or six games, which, you know, would be nice because, you know, we obviously have a history of uh, scraping survival on the last day, but I'm not sure my, my nerves would be able to take it, Dave. No, and and it'd probably be made even worse that you can't be there with the Sky Blue Army to, to cheer them on and, and get them over the line because we know how much the Sky Blue Army have done that in, in the past to watch that in the, you know, in, in your own home or, or whatever. And just, it's so diso you know, so detached, isn't it from, from the game? And I think, I think a lot of people will, will agree, but it's, it's, it's a lot different watching from home. Um, and it, I carry it a lot more than I do with, with when I even go away. I think sometimes, even though, you know, you've got the journey, you've got the train, you're, you know, you're, commuting back to wherever you've got to get to it it breaks up the, the the 90 minutes so much that by the time you get in you don't even mind that much that we've been beat again away to, to like get over it and talk about every last detail don't you so when you wake up on sunday you're like right that's it i'll move on with my life um but i think yeah you're right and i think kind of you know sadly every every single way it plays out this season it will be disappointing in a way because you know if if we do well, I'm sure we will stay up. Um, even that moment where we, you know, I don't know, we we get to 50 points or whatever and we kind of know we're safe. You know, I guess there's that little bit of, ah, uh, we're not there to clap the players off the pitch or whatever, or, you know, see Robins, you know, come over to the fans or whatever. That That is sad. But if we're back in August and we can, you know, have a, because we still haven't even celebrated winning League One, have we properly? So, you know, come August. the ship sailed. <laughs> yeah, well, Robbins might have to do two laps of honour in August, hopefully, you know, for all the achievements he's, he's had since we haven't seen him. So, no, it'll be disappointing. But like we've said, you know, if we can just stay up and then, you know, next season will be probably the best season of our lives, won't it? it you and know. That's, that's the thing, isn't it? That as much as we sit on here and chew the fat and we say, oh, we should have pushed for three points. What a phenomenal time to be a Coventry City supporter. What a fantastic time to be a Coventry City supporter because it, it's more positive than I can ever remember. I, I, I Honestly, I think it's fantastic. And I listened to Ross on Sky Blues Extra Live, which, of course, you know, we record after every fixture um, live on, on Facebook, YouTube um, and Twitter. And Ross made so many fantastic points about how we've been so plagued this season with injuries. So yeah, plagued. Horrendously. And Mark Robbins has been so, so unlucky. And what you've got to say is, what a credit to the club players like Max Biamu are. Because we know at the moment he's playing with an injury. And I'm, you can tell I'm already alluding to a tweet that I put out yesterday. But what I don't understand is where people can't always grasp the fact that 
Coventry City have a squad. They have a team, you know, usually of 16. Now with the substitutions, it's more than that. And with the finances that we've got, the squad, you know, the mentality of that squad, for Max to be going through the wall, we know he's carrying an injury and, and not, you know, not having treatment on it so he can, you know, make put himself out on the pitch for, for 90 minutes every week. It's just, it's nothing short of phenomenal. Yeah. And I just think that it, it's just a fantastic time to be supporting the club. Um, and yeah, we all deserve to get back and be able to watch the Sky Blues, of course, but it, it, it's just superb. And this season they have, they have surpassed, I think, anyone's expectations, um, yeah. especially to do it on the, the, you know, with the injury list that they've got is just been, been nothing I'm short of incredible. I'm without fans because Dave, like every every player we've had on the podcast, you know, Liam Walsh, Matty Golden, um, Bakayoko, all of those lads have all highly, highly praised the Sky Blue Army and said what a massive difference they've made at home and away, especially away. And we haven't even had that this year, have we? No, exactly. But um digging a little bit more, haven't they, in some of those games? They have, and it's just yeah. I, I mean, it it sounds it, it sounds mad to be not, not we're not by any terms getting ahead of ourselves here. It look, we've still got a lot of work to do, but it you know we've come into this league with a really really small budget, and we've we're putting points between us and teams that have got bigger budgets than us and more established at this level. I, I think it, it, it's superb, and uh, long may it continue. Absolutely. Well, we'll end on that note, Dave. Um, that's all we've got time for. Yeah, thanks a lot for your contributions. Uh, and listeners, do check out our partner, Shortland Horn, for the latest properties across Coventry. Also, make sure you join us at full time on Tuesday and on Saturday for our Sky Blues Extra Live, where we will review all of the action and bring in your comments from you, our followers. As always, if you want to get involved in the conversation on any of our social media channels, just use the hashtag Sky Blues Extra Podcast. Thanks for listening to the Sky Blues Extra Podcast. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Opening up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.